So we welcome in our 20th guest on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I know him from a few different places, uh, from various roles in my life, uh, none other than Charlottesville's very own uh master of his craft ken harrison the guitarist and we want to uh welcome him in on a weekend edition of the show how are you doing mr harrison you might want to specify a sunday night weekend edition. this is uh and i'm an old yeah. guy so i'm kind of tired so <laughs> we are yeah it, it's been snoring in the middle of this pretty good uh week of traveling and switching up plans uh for me that i just went through recently but um no it's it's good to be doing this with you um you know i originally had said last night that we were going to um do it in my mind but we wound up a day late however that's how you get the best stuff usually uh just kind of going on the run and seeing what you're really made of i like having musicians on here who can just you know they kind of also understand comedy and that's something that has never been an issue to you to kind of like roll with what our show's energy has always been about because I remember being down at our old house because you are my father <laughs> and we had a neighborhood that we lived in. It was uh, called Early's. Well, it's called Earliesville Heights. It's still there, but um, mom it's, and dad still live. Yeah, there. mom and dad still live in this neighborhood, and we lived in a few different houses. But where I first heard music was through your guitar and listening to different things you would put on for me, and then we got music lessons. Me and my sister for the first time at five because i had multiple instruments that i learned growing up and what i remember hearing was you on a keyboard like like you're sitting here right now as you have your guitar in hand i can sit for people who can't see but he's a musician at heart that's where i really understood that you liked the music because i would see you fiddle around on the keyboard you know this casio keyboard i'm talking about was like the thing that i was introduced to playing any music on at the age of five and you're sitting there just fiddling around you didn't even play the piano the thing that you were actually raised on was like gospel music on the guitar so i think that's a lot of i can hear that in your playing still today but you played drums in the high school band and that was something that i think you liked it just wasn't i don't know why it didn't stick for you like it did for me because i love play you know, percussion has been something that has just been you know, since i first had that <laughs> the kid i made when i was nine years old in my basement that you definitely remember I, it's, I can't explain it. It's different with a guitarist. That's the way I've always seen it, at least. Where are your, you know, where are your musical roots? Tell people who are not related to you, like me. Well, the dr drumming, believe it or not, is what 
made me a guitarist. I didn't realize it for a long time, but there's so much you incorporate in that. You know, the only music I know how to read to this day is drum music, and I wouldn't even really remember that too well if I looked, you know, did anything complicated, anything more than, you know, simple, simple, you know. Sure. Whatever, the cadence, whatever, whatever they yeah. call it. I don't know, so I have to touch with the drums now. But, you know, I considered myself a drummer until I wrote my first song in 19. And that's when I was like, you know, maybe I am a guitarist. And, I, and then, then I started to consider myself as I, you know, became better at it. Uh, I considered myself a songwriter. And now it's like, I just, you know, I play the guitar, I sing, I play. Anything that I can, you know, hear the tune, and that's how I play it by ear. You know, that's what I do. So I picked up a harmonica, and when I got my first guitar at 16 in 1978, so I got a harmonica along with it because I'd seen John Belushi in the Blues Brothers, or not the Blues Brothers, but the, before the movie, the Blues Brothers, when he was actually he, they were doing the skit on Saturday Night Live, and that's they did. Um, oh, oh, what was the song? Um, was uh, the first, Soul Man. Yeah, they did Soul Man. And yeah. I, I think that maybe, man, I, it was that or whatever, but he was blowing the harmonica. And I just sat there at like 16 and was like, wow, I'd love to be able to play a harmonica. That's and cool. That's how <laughs> I ended up buying the harmonica. So I got that with a little Yamaha guitar, and that's how I got started doing it. But, you know, I was a drummer for a long time. You know, in fact, I was the, I was the number one drummer in the band, man. I could, you know, I did that. Oh, I, was yeah. kind of, I was kind of chicken to play football. I was going out or whatever, but they was like, Ken, why don't you be the tricom player? And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, the, the three drums, you know, there's a guy that's <laughs> do all that stuff, and that's what I did. I, I mean, it's you definitely have a, I don't think it's some mystery that you like to play around with music and play around with your creations like somebody else who is comparable with whatever they like you know like my buddy ryan who does the show with me how he likes to play the trumpet or i like to play the drums or write stand-up comedy bits it's it's cool to see somebody put so much passion into it. But I also noticed from a, you know, I could see as a kid that you were always called when there was a tech problem. I mean, that was something that you could fidget around with those things and not get, I felt like for the longest time, I just had too much restlessness with that. When I was writing music, it was like, you know, you like take any song that you have and there's, sort of the membrane you have the what's it made up of is it the music first or is it the lyrics driving it however each one comes together usually you have something that is like the base to it like queen we will rock you it goes to the just one two one two three and that's exactly what leads you to the finished product i think when you're writing stuff i I can tell that you have the mind to construct that well i used to tell your mom back in 1984 83 84 that time period you know when i had already i was already writing songs i figured out a way that i could make a two-track recording and actually, in some cases, make a three-track recording. It was, you know, I'd lose quality to where, you know, it was really fuzzy. Sure. But, but I knew how to make a two-track recording just using my stereo with a cassette player and a boombox with, you know, another cassette player. I could just record on one, 
play it back and then record on the other and play along with what I just played from the first tape. And that was how I wrote my first song and started incorporating stuff into it. And, um, that, you know, that's where that came from. But, but as far as writing songs, you know, the, even in my very first song, I'll get away. And I was just walking across the University of South Carolina as a, you know, sophomore, just whistling this song or humming this song in my head. And I always heard harmony vocals. And I'm like, man, if I can figure out a way to get that down on tape. And then I just had a little spark. And I'm like, man, when I get back in my room, I'm going to try this. <laughs> And that's where it all came from. So over the years, I've probably written now about 150 songs. Never really did too much with them. I wow. Mean, people know them. I'd make tapes for people. So, you know, my friends know my songs, you know, the, like, especially the first tape I made. You make mixtapes. Yeah. I yeah, remember for years you've oh, been doing that. Yeah. And now yeah, I can make a CD and I, I, I was able to get everything on to, uh, you know, digital. And I can just talk about all my songs. I never threw them away. I've never tossed a song out that I had. You know, I, I made full track recordings. But as far as writing them, you know, I would come up with good, you know, I'd catch a, a hook and I'd do that and I wouldn't have any lyrics. But other times I would come up with just, I'd, be, I'd sing one lyric in my head. Or I'd come up with line, one line in my head and I'd write a whole song around that line, you know. Um, New Double Wide is one of those. I, I don't. I'm not gonna play that one tonight. But that's you know, it. Yeah, I know the exact one you're talking about, which it is on YouTube. You know, I and, and that was all the first line of the song. You know, you stood there basking in the glow of all your success, and then that's and then it became successes, and that was the first line of the song, and it just went on from there. So. People have to check out your stuff. I mean, it's really because what impressed me about you know, there's a a thousand people who since Woodstock all the way to festivals today who have been at those kinds of things or wherever and they've picked up a guitar and they've talked about oh I can do that I guess it works for anything but somebody says oh I can pick that up and it's like oh it's probably a little bit harder than you expect you're one of those people that actually you know who said back when you were in the in the 70s and 80s when someone said I could write a song as good as uh, Keith Richards or whoever, Richie Blackmore, you could actually do it. And well, you, you can write, that, you've know. written some different music. And what I like about your writing is that you have a very, you have a certain way you do it in your mind that works for you. And I've kind of figured out that process somewhat as I've gotten older, but it's also like, there's well, some mystery saw, to you it. You saw today out there practically helped me with this new song I'm writing. Right. You saw it. It's, it's, you know, okay, you sing this, sing this over and over and over and over and over. That's how you That's do it. That's the key. People, you know, and people over the years have asked me, you know, or made comments about how, oh, I, you know, I used to play the guitar. I, was, I took guitar lessons. You know, I started, I always wanted to play the guitar. I think I might play the guitar. I hear that, every variation of that. And I'm thinking, why don't you pick it up and start playing? I mean, if you really like the guitar, exactly. and that's what you really want to do. I mean, you got to start either, you know, you've got the talent for it or you don't. Uh, but you're not going to know until you pick it up and start doing it. Sure. You know, it's just I had it in my hand, and I to this day, I don't know what I'm right. doing most of the time. I'm just sitting there picking, and I'm just, but I know... In the back of my mind, I'm sitting there trying to, okay, reach up a little bit higher this time. You can never reach that string or reach that fret. Do that. So I'm always trying to get a little bit better. And I'm not a very good guitarist to begin with, but but it's, well, it, you know. You're it, a little more creative than you think because that's, I've been saying for a long time that 
you had a CD that I remember you put out some years back of your stuff, and it was, it got me thinking you should do an album, which I know that you're, you've been thinking about it, doing it for a long time. What would be the ones that I would put on there? And I think that is coming very soon from you. So that's cool that you're going to put something there for grandkids and people going forward to hear who knew your you stuff just hit and the nail on the head i mean i you know i've had you know a fair share of people over the years say why don't you do something with the music and and first of all i've never i'm not a marketing kind of guy i'm just i never have been good at it even though i'm in sales i just you know i'm not good at making great money or whatever different time marketing today <laughs> but, yeah but I, but that's just you know i just never had I guess the drive or maybe the belief early on or whatever to do anything with it. And, you know, now all these years later, when I used to make all these four track recordings, um, you know, I would do it one track at a time because I wasn't good enough to sit there and play it just flat out. But sure. then, then over the years, I've listened to those recordings and the way I played it usually just kind of impromptu, you know, just, you know, or you know, just I didn't have a, a set choreographed lead or anything. But it would come together a certain way, and now over the years, as I've you know improved on the guitar, I can play it the way it was, and I can you know like bring those old songs to life. I yeah. just don't have a very good singing voice. See all these different things, but but wow. the, the song, the point is, the songs are there. They're there for anybody. I'm not going to be here, but you know, once I'm gone, the songs are there. If anybody wants to do anything, it's yes. like, hey, Grandpa can write some pretty good songs, or whatever. Well, if you can sing, go. Sing those songs, you know, go do something with them. That's what they're there for. I love you know, people it. People enjoy them. That, that's why I do it. Uh, that's exactly, I mean, you're, I definitely know that you're, <laughs> you've told me some interesting stories musically uh, about your, just wherever you were with somebody who had a guitar or someone who just, whenever you could absorb information, I can tell it paid off because I remember you telling me about when you went on a business trip because you, for a lot of years, were working the nine to five gig doing uh, selling yellow pages back when. Remember, people, what phone books were? If you're listening to the, some of you do, uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, the yellow pages were a big point of advertising, man. The days. I do remember you telling me that you went to, <clears throat> because this is when I was very young, but you've told me the story about when you went to New York and you had a song that you wrote in your head and you had to basically sing it until you could get there to re record it and put it down to not forget and that's where I got to know, okay, there's something, there's some, he's definitely, the gears are going in his head and it's impressive what he's able to do with these things because that's, a lot of people have done that musically and it's worked for them somehow and then they don't realize until later that they're, you know, like, Jimi Hendrix never liked his voice and I like Terry Calf, the guitar player for Chicago he would play the stuff that was just like you know you can't believe the composition of the songs that he was putting together blending jazz and everything in his head you have to appreciate somebody for all components and you really do have all components when you're playing your stuff to hear 
the, you can hear the finished product in your head and that's something where you know like you and i have always bonded over a band like elo the electric light orchestra they record their stuff kind of hearing what jeff lynn hears in his head the lead singer of that band he has a product that he might just start out with one part but then he's it's like it turns into an entire song and it's amazing to hear it from start to finish when you get there and that's you're playing it right now it's that's uh, what i love about these people I guess, you know, that's where the you see kind of the entertainer as the shiny person on TV, but they get there for a reason, and I saw you prove yourself playing shows in different places over the years, and that's where technology has really taken over everything. We were talking about in our last episode with Boyd Tinsley here about I'm just it's amazing the change in the music business in the last 30 years, but really show business altogether because now marketing, I know with 150 songs, you can't tell me that you wouldn't have put something out there with the right management. Just like there's a lot of other people who have, you're like one hit wonder, you know, Santana had a brother who put stuff that was big on the radio out and I had no idea until I just heard it on the radio when I happened to be passing through a small city on some random station. The means that you had, you really made something of them. And you could hear it in your recording. I mean, I was talking about that song before it gets me, before we started doing this, which is one of yours, that's like one of your most hard songs that you do as yeah, a unbelievably, rocker. Unbelievably, I was just taking a microphone for the percussion and just sitting there finding a drum track on there and just sticking the microphone, <laughs> laying it literally on the, the on the speaker and turning it all the way I up. remember that. That's how I did that. But I mean, what it gives you in the background of that thing, that's what makes the song. And, you know, I, <laughs> I just, and then I, the rest of the afternoon, I just sat there and jammed on it until I got, you know, the right jam and, mm, and yes. didn't really have anything. But I mean, but that's why, that's why it's one, or that's one of the songs that I don't play very live or, you know, play. I made the recording, but I don't play it very often. Finger picking it. Yeah, when you're doing a lot of bar chords or whatever, and through the whole song, you got to keep that up or whatever. And it's not that I can't do it, but it, you know, it, it does you know start to make your hand numb after a while. Yeah, so. I, it, it takes a lot to do. I mean, I really like to hear you just when you have an idea. I used to not really like when you would write a song. And you'd say, oh, I have something new. I wouldn't hear it like it was just, I, I I would get to when you finally played the song and it was all done. Now I'm listening when you tell me you have a new song because I'm like, I want to hear this process from start to finish. That's well, so get, fascinating. The, the, right. An example of it right now because, I mean, that's just that thing I've been playing. I'm not going to play it right now. It's because Oh, yeah, it, there's it, new it, stuff. It turns into a masterpiece, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. His like, music well, yeah. is all over. <laughs> on, it's just... No, you put stuff out <laughs> on YouTube, and I love to share that kind of stuff with my friends, you know, of course, because we're um, getting ready to have a... A new sponsor actually introduced, so people be ready for that, and I, of course, am 
plugging uh, my dates coming up. Be sure to check out my page. The Patreon is there. We have the Instagram there. We have a website coming this year. We have uh, a lot of thanks to give to our people at uh, our studio, our all the whole team. And we've been amazing going from 2020 to 2021 and to right now. Guys, we... I have to thank you so much for staying with us and still listening. And uh, without further ado, uh, of course, you know, before we get to him playing his track here for us live, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I call you Ken, but you know that that's just for the listeners because there's no, it's a, I certainly am not going to be calling him a uh, big poppy. So <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is, Mr. Ken Harrison with, uh, uh, this is just, you know, we'll call this the chicken song, the chicken song, chicken song. my yeah. friends, I uh, do hope you enjoy and keep listening. We will be back. <laughs> uh, here we go. I'm 